1: Alright all of you Disney fans, you tuned in for another magical installment of Disney Blues, Diz Radio and the Diz Radio Show and Merry Christmas. That's right. For the last four weeks we've been bringing you our 7th annual Very Merry Christmas Celebration where we've been celebrating Christmas, the holidays and all kinds of fun. And to help us conclude with this happy holiday celebration we have none other than somebody who has played a part in many of your lives. If you are somebody that has loved listening to the Disneyland records, whether that's great classics like Old Susanna or the Disney Christmas albums that we all know and love from the 80s and 90s, Even the late 70s, we have none other than Larry Gross stopping in here at the show. That's right, Larry Gross, who you know as that singing person who sung with Mickey, Donald, Goofy, you name it, on the Disney Family Christmas album, Disney Christmas Favorites, as well as the Disney Children's Favorites, volumes one through four. He also produced a Grammy nominated album with Winnie the Poop for president and many others. And Larry is gonna stop in. This voice of Disneyland Records that we all grew up with and passed down for generations is gonna stop in. talk with us what it was like being part of these great classics. Of course, being on Dr. Demento with his great hit Junk Food Junkie and many other things. In addition, no holiday celebration would be complete without the D-Team. That's right, and you have the questions and he has the answers and Aaron is going to answer all your questions and I want to know. We also have Dominic who's taking that trip once again with the short leash with tips and tricks to make the most out of your Walt Disney World vacation when you're short on time and short on money. We have Randy from Disney Multimedia stopping in With his favorite Christmas memories, new traditions, and more. And let's not forget something to inspire you, something to add that hint of Walt, as we have this week's Disney Quote of the Week from Frank. We also have Trisha and Jamie back. Your stomach's growling. You're getting ready to make all kinds of Christmas cookies, all kinds of holiday treats. Well, they are back with magical munching with all kinds of food and tasty treats for your stomach and your holiday celebration. There is all kinds of news hot off the D-Wire and so many other things. So before we jump into this week's show and kick off the holiday festivities for our final romp and our 7th annual Very Merry Christmas celebration, I do want to mention that DizRadio.com is probably sponsored by Castle and Dreams Travel. And Castle and Dreams Travel is 100% free agency. They're going to help you plan, book, prepare, and make the most magical vacation that you could possibly have. From dining reservations, character interactions, you name it, they are going to make it magical for you. They're going to hold your hand, walk you through the process, and treat you like family. And they also have bilingual experts to help you with any language barriers that you could possibly have. So definitely check them out. Castle and Dreams Travel, the official sponsor of Dis Radio. So, all VD heads, with that said, it is our final show in the last four weeks of the seventh annual Very Merry Christmas celebration. So, Merry Christmas, let's have some fun, and let's officially kick off show number 204 for the week of December 21st, 2017.
2: On the first day of Christmas, my true love gave to me a partridge in a pear tree. and a partridge in a pear tree <laughs> yeah. On the fifth day of Christmas My true love gave to me Five golden rings <laughs> Four Three French
3: hens Two turtle doves
2: And a partridge in a pear tree On the sixth day of Christmas My true love sent to me Six geese a-laying Five golden rings turtle doves and a partridge in a pear tree
4: on the seventh day of christmas my true sent to me seven swans a-swimming six geese
2: a-laying five golden rings Four three birds. french hens, two
4: turtle doves
2: and a partridge in a pear tree <laughs> mini
4: eight
2: Six geese a-laying, five golden rings. Four turtle birds, three French hens, two turtle doves, and a partridge in a pear tree. Chip and Dale. On
6: the ninth day
2: of Christmas, my true love sent
6: to me. Nine ladies dancing,
4: eight maids milking seven swans a-swimming, six
2: geese a-laying, five golden rings. a a partridge in a pear tree Clarabelle On
4: oh, the tenth day of Christmas My true love sent to me Ten logs leaping Eight mates milking Seven
6: swans a-swimming
2: Six geese a-laying
6: Five.
7: <laughs> Hey, that's my line, I'm gonna take yours Four calling birds Three
4: French hens
2: Two turtle dogs And a partridge in a pear tree
4: Pipers piping,
2: ten old no Leaping nine lady diving, eight maiden milking, seven swans a swimming, six geese a laying, five On your four <laughs> <laughs> three French hens, two turtle Doves and a partridge in a pear tree. <laughs> on the twelfth day of Christmas, my true love sent me twelve drummers drumming,
5: nine pipers piping, ten no <laughs>
2: Five <laughs> <Four> golden rings, <laughs> 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 three French hens, <laughs> two turtle tux. and a partridge <laughs> in a pear
5: tree, and a partridge <laughs> in a pear tree.
6: Super.
3: Oh, oh, oh. and their dealings with stressed envelope, to Davis and Kirk Ger-
7: Right down there. Oh, Hi, all. This is Kermit D. Frog, and I'm here to tell you the story about Emmett Otter's Jug Band Christmas. Monday at eight, seven central. A special holiday treat for the whole family when Jim Henson's marvelous Muppets bring Christmas to Frogtown Hollow in Emmett Otter's Jug Band Christmas tonight.
4: come true, how can a man in red now change the world I thought I knew
1: how
6: can
8: there be miracles if hearts are filled with doubt it's time to leave the doubt behind and find out what life's about I believe
6: in a wondrous place he calls I believe
9: in the miracle
6: of love Because, oh yes, I believe in Santa Claus believe in
5: Santa Claus It's no easy feat on a city street To touch a weary heart But in my heart, the dream the miracle will start, will start. I believe in a wondrous place he calls the imagination. I believe in his childhood world of hope and celebration. I believe in the miracle of Angels sleigh bells ringing Lights that twinkle children singing Oh yeah! I believe Santa Claus
6: Hey! How'd those get there?
5: I have no idea, but
6: look!
8: Happy holidays.
6: Oh, Merry Christmas to you, Kermit.
1: What's
8: open presents? Okay. Hi, this is puppeteer
9: and author Noel McNeil, and you are listening to Disney on Demand.
0: And now a Disney on demand memory.
10: Hey D-Heads, this is Aaron. I wanted to wish everyone a very Merry Christmas, from my family to yours. Hope everyone gets to spend the day with the ones they love. I am lucky to be able to watch Christmas morning through my son's eyes. It's the same look you get from your kids the first time they visit a Disney park. I encourage everyone to remember what it's like to be a kid on Christmas and let that joy fill your hearts on this special day. Have a wonderful day, D-Heads, and Merry Christmas.
0: Hey D-Heads, you're listening to Disney On Demand.
2: Wow, it's dark in here. Wow, and now it's too bright.
0: Taking you on those magical journeys from your lifetime of Disney.
2: Carrie, Carrie McKean. It's like Carrie only with a K instead of a C and an A instead of an E. And only one R and an I instead of an I. It's
0: Disney On Demand.
2: Well, it started out like any normal sitting gig. You know, with the reassuring of the parents and all.
0: Here's your host, Jonathan Johnson.
1: I just wish I could forget the whole thing.
0: You will, kid. You will.
1: All right, all of you D-heads, so I hope you enjoyed the official kickoff for show number 204 for the week of December 21st, 2017. And yes, this is the final in our four weeks, month-long celebration for our seventh annual Diz Radio Very Merry Christmas Celebration. We hope you've been having fun, celebrating the holidays, making the magic happen, and all kinds of great things. And I am excited to have somebody from my childhood, somebody that I pass on to my children. Yes, Larry Gross, stopping in here very shortly here at the show. Yes, from Disney Family Christmas, Disney Christmas Favorites, all the Disney children sing-along songs, and so much more. I'm excited to have Larry stopping in here very shortly and talk with all of us here at the show and celebrate the holidays. Now, before I jump into everything here in the show and get things rolling here this week for our final Christmas celebration here, I do want to give you all the different ways you can stay connected here at the show. And first and foremost, you can always visit our official website at dizradio.com dizradio.com. There you can find our full list of past shows, the complete podcast archives, our latest news blogs, and more right there on our official website at dizradio.com, Radio. Dot com. You can also connect up with us all over the social media outlets on Facebook at Facebook.com Diz Radio Show. That's D I Z Radio S H O W. You can also join our D Wire Disney discussion group on Facebook as well. You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, and many other places. Just search Diz Radio, D I Z Radio, Disney Blue, that's B L U, or Disney On Demand, all of which are going to help you find our fun, unique, quirky, different kind of Disney show. And if you want to stay connected instantly, you can't wait to hear my voice, the D Team's voice, our Guess you name it. You just need it instantly. It's super easy. All you have to do is go to iTunes or Stitcher Radio, search Disney Blue, Diz Radio, or Disney On Demand, all three of which are going to help you find our show. Hit subscribe right there. Then you can get the shows instantly as they get released on your iPhone, your Android, your tablet, the device of your choosing. You can subscribe and get our voices in your ears right away every single week. And if you can't remember anything that I've been saying, just go to DizRadio.com, D-I-Z radio.com, and find all these links there as well. Now, all of you D-Heads, this is the point in the show when I would normally give you a rundown of news. And there's a lot of great things that happen in news. Of course, you had The Last Jedi get released. You also have things going on with the Fox and Disney merger, lots of things at the Disney store, new products. But this is the point when I'm going to say, you know what, let's throw that all out the window. And let's just freeform here for a minute for all of you D-heads. Now, this is something I don't normally do here at the show. But you know what? It is our last show before Christmas. Next week, we are taking Christmas off. I don't just want the D-team to be able to rest and spend time with their family. And I'm not going to just spend time with my family. But I want you, the D-heads, to take that time to rest, enjoy the holidays with your family and friends and loved ones as well. So during this time right now, I'm just going to say, you know what? It has been a fantastic year. 2017 for Diz Radio was great. We had a lot of fantastic guests stop in, great memorable moments. We did lose some D Team over the year as they moved on to different things, different avenues, different moments in their lives, and we always wish them the best in those outings here at the show. But we've also welcomed in all new D Team, Frank, Michael, Chaz, Trisha, Jamie, all getting new to the mix. Alexa, so many of you have now joined the D-Team. I mean, these are just a few of the new D-Team members here to really add into the fun. We've added new writers to the team and so many different things. So it has been a year of change, a year of growth, and a different year for all kinds of guests and different things with the show. We are also one step closer to our eight-year anniversary. 2017 also brought us our 200th show yes 200 shows here at Diz Radio so a lot of great things here at the show now aside from Diz Radio I just have to say 2017 I am thankful for my family I'm thankful for my children I am thankful for everything that I've been given in my life I am not the richest person I am not the most well-known person I am not the most famous person out there but you know what I am thankful for what I do have. I'm thankful for those little moments. I am thankful for coming home to big hugs from all four of my children and seeing the magic in their eyes on Christmas morning when they're opening their gifts from Santa and their gifts from Mom and Dad. And these are moments that I truly live for. These are the moments that I can sit there, sit back, and you see the magic, the wonder in their eyes. It is. There's only one thing that can compare to that, and that's, of course, the magic in their eyes when you go to the Disney parks. But you know what? This one still trumps it. We're sitting there, we're in our pajamas, you're seeing the plate of cookies that Santa just ate. You know, mind you, he always leaves crumbs. That guy, I tell you, he tends to be a little bit sloppy sometimes, leaving those crumbs on the plates and so much more. So, you know, there is a lot of great things here that I am thankful for. And I know Christmas is a time for love. It's a time for forgiveness. It's a time for moving forward into the new year. So I just want to say, maybe there's that one person, that person in your life, those people that you've been waiting to call, people that you know you should call. This is the moment to do it. This is the time to go there, call them, either forgive them for something, or maybe ask for forgiveness, or maybe it's just somebody you haven't touched uh, base with in a long time. This is the moment to give them a call. Say hello. Maybe they need that voice on the other end and you don't even realize it. Maybe they need that call. They need somebody to reach out, even a text, saying, hey, how's it going? Are you all right? Haven't heard from you in a while, or anything. Maybe that's just the one person who needed it that day. You would be surprised how there is a moment in each day that just brings a smile to somebody's face. Even with you d heads, we get great letters, great letters from many of you d heads, and we've had letters that made me personally smile, knowing how much joy we've been bringing to you guys all year long and how many of you look forward to the show, and it is the moment in the week that helps you forget some of your worries. And I am truly humbled by those letters that I have shared with the D-Team and those letters that really do bring a tear to my own eye. Now, during this holiday season, I'm going to be having some fun. I'm going to be spending that time with my children, my family, my wife, you know, sitting back, watching some great Christmas classics, even some forgotten ones, like Emma Otter's jugband Christmas, The Christmas Toy. I mean, some of these classic ones that I do love. Garfield's Christmas, of course, Charlie Brown, and all the staples. The Santa Claus, you name it, but also the lesser-known ones, The Small One one magic christmas one of my true favorites it's a wonderful life and so many others there's a lot of great christmas movies out there that we're going to be sitting around having fun and yes even at moments i will tear up in these movies there's a few of those that really just get my tears going and one that you know even though i'm a guy there's one movie that still makes me tear up to this day and that's the christmas shoes let me tell you that song really does uh, make me tear up and the movie tear up even more So all of you D-Heads, with that said, I am done rambling here. I just want to give you a great Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, make it magical, make it special. I truly hope that it is one that is going to be special for you. It's not about what you get. It's not about what we have. It's about spending time with those we love, our friends, our family, and our loved ones, and reaching out to those who might need that on that day as well. So Merry Christmas, all of you D-heads. I'm going to release the reins here to the D-team. I'm going to get ready for Larry Gross stopping in here very shortly as well, and we're going to continue on with our final show in our seventh annual Very Merry Christmas celebration. So before I let you go, I do want to mention that DizRadio.com is probably sponsored by Castle and Dreams Travel, and Castle and Dreams Travel is a 100% free agency. They're going to help you plan, book, prepare, make the most magical vacation that you could possibly have. From dining reservations, character interactions, you name it, they're going to hold your hand and walk through the process they're going to treat you like family and make it special and they have bilingual experts to help you with any language barriers that you could possibly have so definitely check them out castle and dreams travel the official sponsor of dis radio so all vd heads with that said it is time to press on move on and continue on with show number 204 for the week of december 21st 2017 and if i haven't said it enough already merry merry christmas
5: Let's look at the show We're riding in a wonderland
2: of snow Giddy up, giddy up, giddy up, it's grand Just holding your hand We're gliding along with a song of a wintry fairyland Our cheeks are nice and rosy and comfy, cozy, are we? We're snuggled up together like two birds of a with tree Let's take the movie for a sleigh ride together with you.
4: There's a birthday party at the home of Father Dredd.
5: It'll be the birthday thing of
2: a birthday We'll be singing the songs we love to sing without a single stop at the fireplace while we watch the chestnuts pop.
4: Pop, pop, pop. There's a happy feeling nothing in the world can buy
7: when they pass, when they pass around, around the
4: coffee, coffee and the
7: pumpkin pie. pie.
2: It'll nearly be like a picture print by courier and eyes. These wonderful things are the things we remember all through our lives. Just King hear the sleigh King bells jingle and ring, ring, tingle and move. Come on, it's lovely weather we'll for a sleigh ride together with you. With Outside the snow is falling and friends are calling you. you. Come on, it's lovely weather for a sleigh ride together
4: with you.
7: There's one thing that can make Christmas even better, and that's Disney. Have and now, Disneyland Records has put together the warmest, funniest, snowiest, and the most moving Christmas music of all time. It's Disney's Christmas all-time favorites, and just listen to the joy it can bring into your home. We'll hear songs like Here Comes Santa Claus. Comes Santa Claus, Come
8: Santa Claus
7: when 12 days of Christmas.
5: Oh, yeah, yeah.
2: Two turtle doves. And a partridge in a fair tree.
7: Santa Claus is coming Santa Claus is coming to town. Frosty the Snowman.
2: Frosty the snowman was a jolly,
7: happy soul. The chipmunk song. and tiny Oh Christmas tree. Oh, Christmas tree. Oh Christmas tree. Come on. All together you'll get twenty classic Christmas songs. And look, order now and you'll get this too, a Mickey Mouse poster for your child's room. Mix Christmas and Disney and music, and the result will enchant you this holiday season. This offer is a TV exclusive, so get a pencil and paper ready and order Disney's Christmas all-time favorites now. We'll send it to you in plenty of time for the holidays, along with your Mickey Mouse Christmas poster. Here's how to order. To order send out at eight for records, eleven eight for tapes, the Disney Santa. Box 1973, Radio City Station, New York, New York. Or call 1-800-228-1500. 1-800-228-1500. That's Disney Santa. Box 1973, Radio City Station, New York, New York. Visa and MasterCard accepted. <laughs> Hey, this is Mike Gabriel. I'm a Disney director, animator, production designer, story man, character designer. I've done everything there. I've been there 35 years. Uh, i worked on directed Pocahontas, directed rescuers down under, made a cool short called Lorenzo, you might have seen, and production design, Wreck-It Ralph, among other things. And I did the corporate logo, too, the, the castle logo with the fireworks and all that. I got to make that. So anyway, I'm so glad to be here at Disney On Demand.
0: You have questions, we have answers. Let's dip our hands into the virtual mailbag and uncover the truth in I Want to Know.
10: Hey D-Heads, this is Aaron, and it's time again for another installment of I Want to Know. Hope everyone is ready for the big day. Christmas will be here Monday. Is it me, or does it seem like it takes forever to get here, but as it approaches, time starts to fly. I swear we just had Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. I think it's because I love Christmas time so much that I can't get enough of it. Well, for the last time this holiday season, let's reach into Santa's sack to see what questions we have for this week. Our first question is from Susan W. of Phoenix, Arizona, and she writes, Diz Radio, since it's Christmas time, I have been watching many old Disney holiday movies and listening to the old record. I recall an old LP set of Mickey Mouse dressed as Santa on the cover. We had it as a kid, but I can't find it now. Any thoughts on the official name for this album? When did it really get released? And is it available on CD or download? Thank you so much for the help, and Merry Christmas. Well, there are actually two albums that have Mickey on the cover dressed as Santa. And they are the same album released in 1958. The U.S. release was called Walt Disney's Mickey Mouse Christmas Surprises. It has Mickey dressed as Santa with Pluto in a sleigh flying through the air and it's pulled by Bambi. It was an official Mickey Mouse Club album. The album released in the U.K. was called Walt Disney's Christmas Favorites and it's spelled F-A-V-O-U-R-I-T-E-S. It has Mickey dressed as Santa holding a bell while riding a sled. Some of the songs included are Twas a Night Before Christmas sung by Jiminy Cricket, Jingle Bells performed by Ludwig Mouszynski and the All Mouse Choir, and "Chris Kringle sung by Jiminy Cricket. These were only released on LP, but you can listen to the entire UK album on YouTube. Our next question is from Nathan Usher of St. Paul, Minnesota, and he writes, Watching an old Christmas movie called Emmett Otter. I know it isn't Disney, but it is Henson, and kind of seems Disney. I have it on DVD, but it is not as I remember it. It says, Now with Kermit, but he is only in the beginning. And another DVD I found doesn't have him at all. These both are not what I remembered, Thoughts. Well, Emmett Otter's jug Band Christmas is a one-hour Christmas special which first aired on HBO in 1977 and later broadcast on ABC on December 15, 1980. Through the years, as the special moved from network to network, changes were made to Emmett Otter's jug Band Christmas in order to accommodate various time constraints. Cuts were made, but in some cases previously deleted material was added. These alternate edits were used for various television airings and subsequent home video releases. Additionally, after the sale of the Muppets to the Walt Disney Company in 2004, all official releases and broadcasts until 2015 excluded the scenes with Kermit the Frog. The original 1977 edit of the special created for airing on HBO is considered the definitive version that all subsequent alterations are being tracked against. The 1980 edit, slightly altered version, was first created for airing on ABC and commercial television. This edit was used for the 1983 VHS release, complete with fade fadeouts to commercial breaks, as well as the Nickelodeon broadcast in the 1990s. Alterations included fade out after the opening titles, a couple of extra lines of dialogue before Emmett sees the guitar in the shop window, extra verses added to There Ain't No Hole in the Washtub, a few extra lines of dialogue from the scene with Emmett and Ma wonder what to give each other for Christmas, fade out before the talent show, A short talent show scene after Yancey Woodchuck sings Barbecue. The mayor introduces George and Melissa Rabbit. Will Possum responds to the act saying, Well, it's going to be a long night. When the river meets the sea, it's shortened. Another alteration used for the 1996 and 1998 VHS releases, the 1999 airings on Odyssey Network, and the 2001 DVD release from Columbia Tristar. Those alterations include Kermit's narration throughout the special is removed, several lines of dialogue between Emmett and Ma after singing The Bathing Suit That Grandma Otter Wore, a couple lines of dialogue cut after Ma hands Gretchen Fox her laundry, a few lines cut before Emmett and Ma sing Ain't No Hole in the Washtub, Kermit seeing the restaurant at the end of the special is removed. This edit first appeared on the 2005 Collector's Edition DVD released by Hit Entertainment. This version restores the original 1977 edit of the special. Only all scenes and narration with Kermit the Frog have been removed, as the Henson Company sold their rights to Kermit and the Muppets to the Walt Disney Company in 2004. The alternate and extra scenes from the previous variations were included in the disc deleted alter scenes bonus feature. This has been the version used for all subsequent Henson Company releases, both DVD and digital. The alterations included, Kermit's introduction and opening bicycle scene are removed, Kermit's narration throughout the special is removed. Kermit's scene in the restaurant at the end of the special is removed. When this special aired on ABC Family in 2015, it was remastered and presented in widescreen. It also ran at a 30 frame rate speed rather than the original 60 frame rate. It is the first official broadcast since 2004 in which Kermit's scenes at the beginning and end are included his narration is still edited out. The alterations include the one bathing suit is played in its entirety with the missing verse, Emmett joking around on the river about knitting more socks to barter, more pumpkins to make more pies, to buy more wool is removed, the river bottom nightmare bands breaking the fruit stand and entering the music store is removed ain't no hole in the washtub, is cut. The scene where Emmett returns from fixing the fence and Ma and Emmett go to the slide on the river is trimmed. When the river meets the sea is cut, but subsequent airings put it back in. Will Possum's line of the show, Getting Off to a Shaky Start, which first appeared in the 1980 edit, is included, but is placed after Carrots, the Dancing Horse, rather than after Yancey Woodchuck's rendition of Barbecue. After the commercial break, during the talent contest, Harrison Fox mentions that Deidre and Sandra Mole on snare drum and piccolo have just performed. Well, with this many alterations to the original, there's absolutely no telling what version you've actually seen. But I hope this covers it all. I know it's a bit confusing, but I think we got it all covered. Well, our final question is from Maggie Washington from Indiana, and she writes, Aaron, Diz Radio, Happy Holidays. Question about the Santa Claus. Are they going to make another one? Also, I heard there is another LP of The Small One that was released by Bing Crosby. Well, I love the Santa Claus movies, but unfortunately I haven't heard anything concrete about a fourth installment. We can all hope that Tim Allen will don The Red Suit, one more time. As far as Bing Crosby, yes, he did record a record of The Small One, but not for Disney. It was an adaptation of the book It's still very fun and seemed very Disney-ish. The Small One was first produced in 1939 on the Kate Smith radio show by Robert Welch, who later became a Paramount producer. It was featured in Bing Crosby's Philco Radio time broadcast on December 25 1946 and Decca records soon arranged to have a new recording of it. This took place on March 20th, 1947. the album was released on September 2nd, 1947. Crosby repeated the small one on his Philco shows on December 24, 1947 and December 22nd 1948. You can listen to it on YouTube. Well, D Heads, that concludes another installment of I Want to Know. Thanks for the great questions and keep them coming. Send all your questions or comments to Aaron, E R I N, at DizRadio.com. Make sure to include your name and city so I give you credit. And remember, D Heads, laughter is timeless, imagination has no age, and dreams are forever. We'll see you next week, D Heads. And Merry Christmas.
2: When the mountain touches the valley, all the clouds are taught to fly. Thus, our souls will leave this land most peacefully. Though our minds In our hearts we'll understand When the river meets the sea
6: Like a flower Show
3: Stressed envelope to Davis and Kirk. Right down that. Dad, I heard a
6: clatter.
3: Somebody's on the roof.
6: Maybe it's Santa. Not
7: now, Charlie. This Christmas, Scott Calvin's getting into the spirit the only way he can.
6: Hey, you! Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh.
7: By accident. If something should happen to me, put on my suit, the reindeer will know what to do.
5: It is Santa. You killed him. Did not? Check out
2: Santa's sleigh! <laughs> 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 when you put on the suit, you fell subject to the Santa Claus. The Santa Claus?
5: What does that mean?
6: It means you put on the suit, you're the big guy.
5: <laughs> Santa? How
4: can your clothes are so baggy
6: Do you want this doll or not? go back to sleep i shave in the morning in the afternoon i look
4: like this oh my god
6: calvin
7: your weight what happened Beasting. <laughs> what you put on a little weight does this look like a little weight to you you look distressed i'm way past distressed i'm talking to an elf he's not santa
5: oh my god he is too santa wait i'm not done
7: fax me this is our perpetrator. This one's not going to be easy to find. Uh, Won't the uh, bright red suit and beard give him away? <laughs> Who's down there?
5: Santa? Your father this year?
0: Have a piece of fruit, for God's sake. This holiday season...
5: It's
6: coming!
7: Tim Allen <laughs> is giving <laughs> till it hurts. Johnny, naughty. Gary, nice. Veronica, very nice The Santa Claus You're a 1200 year old elf You look pretty good for your age Thanks, but
11: I'm
6: seeing someone in rapping
5: Going to find out who's naughty and nice, Santa Claus is coming to town. He sees you when you're sleeping, he knows when you're awake. He knows if you've been by or dead, so I mean, look, for goodness sake. Oh, you better watch out, right. you better not right. cry.
7: The sake. Oh, you better watch
5: out You better not cry You better not tell, I'm telling you why Santa Claus is coming To
4: town Hi, I'm Emma Ridley from Return to Oz I played Ozma in the Disney sequel to The Wizard of Oz and thank you for listening to Disney on the air.
12: Hello again, all you D heads. It's Frank bringing you another Disney Quote of the Week. As we gear up for Christmas, I'm going way back into the Disney vaults, all the way back to December 19, 1958, on ABC as part of its Walt Disney Presents anthology series, aired from All of Us to All of You. It was hosted by Jiminy Cricket along with Mickey Mouse and Tinkerbell. The special combines newly produced Animation with clips from vintage animated Disney shorts and feature films presented to the viewers as a Christmas card from the various characters starring each one. Now, starting in 1963 and continuing through the 70s, weird airings of the special would include preview footage of the studio's new or upcoming feature films. The show has been shown infrequently in the U.S., but it can be found on YouTube. In the opening sequence, Walt Disney himself comes out as a shrunken man and addresses the audience and says to us Jiminy Cricket and Mickey Mouse are putting on this Christmas program. They insist I appear cricket sized because as they put it, Christmas is bigger than all of us. Well all you D heads, it's Christmas time, and soon we will welcome in the new year. I wish all of you happy holidays. You can reach me at Frank at DizRadio Shoot me an email, say hello. And as I record this segment, I have 87 days until I'm back at Walt Disney World, so I'll be making my Fast Pass selection soon. Tell me what your favorite rides are. Until we speak again, D-heads, have a magical week.
13: and welcome to another edition of Disney's Short Leash. If you're new to the segment, a short leash isn't something that keeps Dancer on Prancer. No, the Short Leash is a series of tips for people to get the most out of their Walt Disney World vacation when they are short on time or short on money. With any luck, you may be able to try some of these suggestions and quite possibly do as much, if not more, than someone vacationing with a greater amount of time or a larger budget. Three weeks ago, I said we'd take this month and recap how our family planned and executed a short leash Disney trip over Christmas week that acted both as a 40th birthday present for my wife and a surprise Christmas present for our three kids. We covered the thinking behind such a trip as well as the initial planning and cost three segments ago. Two weeks ago we covered what we did on our arrival to fill the day with Disney fun even though we did not have park tickets, and last week we surprisingly hit Epcot for our first ticketed day to see Frozen and holiday events such as the Candlelight Processional. But today we'll cover what it was like to be in the Magic Kingdom on New Year's Eve. We'll cover the avoidance of crowds with our first attempt at what we've called the Gauntlet on earlier segments, why is it so important to double check park hours, and after a year of reflection, what would we do differently? So here we go. First off, everyone is at the Magic Kingdom for New Year's Eve. They're not at Animal Kingdom. No one's gonna ring in the New Year at a tree. Ushering in the New Year in front of a castle is where it's at, so expect it to be crowded. We heard that they had actually closed the park for several hours during that day due to the place hitting capacity. And although we were already inside, I can believe it because Splash and Big Thunder Mountain had 220 minute wait times. Cast members were roping traffic lanes and taping one-way only arrows to the ground from Frontierland all the way through Fantasyland in an effort to get the flow of traffic of such a throng of humanity under some kind of directional control. This was the scenario I was expecting for the whole trip. A place so overpopulated that they'd be serving tourists Soylent Green at the Starlight Cafe. Yes, a theme park resembling a sardine can people press, where it'd be hardly worth spending hours on End in Line for attractions. And I'm sure many people had that kind of day, where they stood in line for three hours or more, barely got to go on one or two things, and became increasingly frustrated with the claustrophobic, suffocating amount of people squeezing themselves in through each other. I am pleased to report that we didn't have that nightmare of an experience. We rode everything in the place, waited no more than 20 minutes for anything, and had a great time. And here's how we did it. First off, check the park hours several times during the planning stages of your trip. About a month before we left, the Disney website had the Magic Kingdom closing at midnight on New Year's Eve. We found this so odd, we made a Plantoon's cartoon about it. Roll tape. Oddly enough, you would think that New Year's Eve the magic kingdom would be open
5: yeah
13: past midnight yeah it is not but yeah the magic kingdom closes God. at midnight wow so it doesn't even go into new year's day so if you yeah. want to see the new year at the magic kingdom you got you got, you got yeah. like 0. 0.0001 seconds to
6: yeah. do it bye.
13: yeah i don't know how they do that like they're counting down five four three two and the park goes dark yeah <laughs> like everything <really> shuts off <laughs> However, a couple weeks after we recorded that, the times had changed to 1 a.m. Which made a little more sense for people who are trying to bring in the new year. We got to the transportation and ticket center super early, about an hour or so before the park opened. Kinda. The Magic Kingdom was opened early with extra magic hours, so some people beat us there. But for us normies who weren't staying on property, we waited until they dropped the gate and hopped the furry, which what it lacks in speed, it makes up for in capacity, and filled the capacity it was, we were like thousands of refugees in search for a better tomorrow land. We were herded, home on the rain style, minus the yodeling towards the front gate. And let me say, Main Street USA decorated for Christmas is beautiful. My wife was actually crying when she saw it. Here, let's run some audio of when it actually happened. And me being a jerk about it. <laughs> Are, you <crying? laughs> Are you crying? Oh my goodness. <laughs> We got tears! Oh, it was adorable. Even if we didn't ride anything, just being around the atmosphere they created was worth it. Seriously, the last thing you were thinking is that you were in Central Florida. But it was time to get down to business, and we're a ride-the-rides kind of family, so immediately we hit Tomorrowland, thinking it was the place that would most likely fill up quickly and permanently. We hit Space Ranger Spin, Space Mountain, and the Astro Orbiter, all without any weight. I'm particularly proud of the Astro Orbiter because it has the lowest capacity and the worst load system on Earth. We then looped around the hub for our fast pass on the Jingle Cruise. The Jungle Cruise's Christmas overlay is fantastic, especially with cast member Skipper Chris. If that was the only thing we did on the entire trip, it'd still be worth the money. If you don't believe me, check out our Plantoons video of the entire cruise, you will not regret it. We jumped on the Pirates of the Caribbean next, and now we started what we have called The Gauntlet. I've covered this in an earlier segment, but if you've missed it, The Gauntlet got us through the entire afternoon and early evening on attractions with little to no wait time, due to their ability to hold large capacity or their dubious popularity. Here's the list of the attractions that we went to in order with less than a 20 minute wait time. Stitch's Great Escape, The People Mover, Tomorrowland's Dance Party. We took a fast pass for a second ride on Space Mountain. We caught the Christmas Parade. Great moments in American history with the Muppets. We used our third and final fast pass for the Haunted Mansion. Then we hit the Hall of Presidents, the Country Bear Jamboree, the Enchanted Tiki Room. We laughed at people in the 220-minute wait line for Splash Mountain while we rode the Walt Disney World Railroad to the new, is it still new, Fantasyland where we went on The Little Mermaid, The Carousel of Progress, some kind of Christmas Stitch stage show on Tomorrowland. Oh, and by the way, haters, that Christmas Stitch show and Stitch's Great Escape were my son's favorite things on the trip, so uh, ohana this. By the time we finished all that, it was time for a late dinner at Cosmic Rays. Even dinner needs an animatronic alien to sing his show tunes. And then the gauntlet continued with Dumbo at night, followed by Mickey's Philhar Magic, The Monsters Incorporated Laugh floor, or MILF for short, and by this time, the year was about to expire, and we moseyed over to the hub and squeezed into a taped-off section that acted like a force field or people prison, and we listened to DJ Whozit from the local radio station count us down to the new year. Now remember that 220-minute wait time for Splash Mountain earlier in the day. Well, after the New Year's fireworks, all the same people went home, and while they were in yet another line for a boat, bus, or monorail to take them back to their hotel, we took a ride on the Tomorrowland Speedway and then stepped right onto an abandoned, practically post-apocalyptic Splash Mountain with no wait at all. The next day, we had Mine Train and Big Thunder fast passes, so it was time to call to 2016 and head down Main Street for the exit, while bubble soap snow rained down upon us under the glow of an icicle-lit castle because filling one of the busiest and crowded park days with attractions and barely waiting for any of it well that's short leash people I hope you enjoyed the tip I do have an official Diz radio email so I'd love to hear from you with a hi Some questions, suggestions, or even your own short leash tips at Dominic at DisRadio.com. That is D-O-M-E-N-I-C at DisRadio.com. I also could be found on the internet at Twitter at WDWPlanTunes, and you can see our Disney Planning Cartoon Show and videos of this very short leash trip that I'm talking to you about right now on YouTube or your favorite podcast apps by searching WDWPlanTunes or by visiting Plantoons.com. Well, folks, that's it for this week. Thanks for listening.
2: Over the ground lies a mantle of white A heaven of diamonds shine down through the night Two hearts are thrilling in spite of the chill in the weather Love knows no season, love knows no climb Romance can blossom any old time Here in the open we're walking at home together sleigh bells ring are you listening listening? in the lane the snow is glistening glistening. a beautiful sight we're happy tonight walking walking in a winter wonderland gone away is the bluebird. here to stay stay. is a new bird he sings a love song as we go along Sleigh bells, ring, Sleigh bells ring. Are you listening? Are you listening? In the lane, in the lane the snow, snow, is snow is glistening. A beautiful sight. sight. We're happy tonight. Walking in a winter wonderland. Gone away, Gone away is, the bluebird, is the bluebird. Here to stay, here to stay
6: is a new bird. He's singing a, a song, song as we go along. Walking in a
2: in the meadow we can build a snowman And pretend that he's a circus clown We'll have lots of fun with Mr. Snowman Until the other kiddies knocking down When it snows, ain't it thrilling? Though your nose gets a chilling, We'll frolic and play the Eskimo way walking in a winter wonderland
0: It's time for this week's Disney on Demand special
1: guest. All right, all of you Disney fans, you tuned in for another magical installment of Disney Blues, Diz Radio, and The Diz Radio Show. And as we continue to bring you the magic and memories from your lifetime of Disney, whether that be television, movies, music, you name it, one person that we know from either you're growing up listening to him, you pass him down to your children, you know him from all the Disney classic sing-along songs. He's created great memories, uh, with Christmas in the Wings, of course, being part of the Disney Christmas albums. You also known from Dr. Demento, of course, Junk Food Junkie, and so much more. We have none other than Larry Gross here. Welcome to Diz Radio. Well, great, thanks. It's good to be be here. It is our pleasure having you on. Uh, as I mentioned, you were part of so many people's childhood growing up with the Disney albums and so much more, I guess. Before we touch base upon that, though, how did you get into music and wanting to become a recording artist and, uh, you know, singing, songwriting, you name it, was music just always in your blood?
9: It actually started for me in uh, late elementary school, around the 6th grade, and then 7th and 8th grade I began to start Uh, playing the guitar and recording and actually writing songs, uh, listening to folk music mostly. And then I started getting a few jobs playing in between the rock bands for dances and things. And that's the very, very beginning of it, and it never did stop. I didn't necessarily plan to do it for a living, but that's the way it's worked out, and I'm really grateful that it did.
1: Well, definitely. And like you said, it's one of those where you it kind of started early on, And it's something that you kind of get that bug for, something that you love. I mean, it's just one of those things that, you know, either you're introduced to it and you love it or you just enjoy it. And with that, it's been fruitful for you. You know, you've gone on, created so many different things. And of course, the great novelty album, uh, the song Junk Food Junkie that became, you know, a top 10 hit. Everybody loved it. Dr. Demento, uh, so many different things. What led you down to doing this kind of a fun novelty uh, kind of take on, (laughs) it's a hilarious song. If anyone hasn't heard it yet by now, you got listen. Listen to it.
9: Yeah, I, I was a singer that and singer songwriter. I was playing by myself, and when you do that, you have to keep people uh, entertained. You have to keep them engaged, and you know if you don't, if you're not a great guitar player, then uh, you you have to have something else. So one of the things that I did was some some funny songs, and they were usually satirical, like that one is. And I never expected that would be a hit song, but doing it in front of crowds, it got a huge reaction. And because we did it, uh, in, in a club, uh, guitar shop, McCabe's guitar shop in Los Angeles, we had a good recording of it and decided just to try to, uh, put that out and see what happened. And it turned out that there were a lot more junk food junkies out there than we imagined. And that's, it kind of took, took fire on its own and, uh, went to, went national. We were able to place it on Warner Brothers records, and then it went, became a, a national hit.
1: Well, you know, and it's one of those novelty songs, too, that when you hear it, it, it's just, like you said, it's hilarious. There's a lot of junk food junkies out there, and you know, it's one of those that, like I said, you know, being on Dr. Demento, which, of course, if you've made it onto Dr. Demento, you have a novelty song, you know you've made it.
9: Yeah, that's kind of what I thought. He chose it, the uh, song of the year, in 1976, and that was a great honor, because I like that kind of stuff. I always have like novelty songs and funny songs because they're hard to do. They're hard to write. They're hard to make, uh, you know, make successful. And, uh, I, you know, I was very, very pleased that it worked out that way. Um, so. Yeah, What can I say? It was a lot of
1: fun. <laughs> well, you know, and with that, too, you know, moving forward into things that has played a part in so many people's childhoods. Uh, you know, and that, of course, is being part of the nine different Disney albums. Many of them still remain in print now. I guess getting involved with that. And, of course, the first one, Winnie the Pooh for President, was actually nominated for a Grammy in uh, Best Recording for Children in 1976 as well. How did you get connected with doing a children's album?
9: Well, this this is a, a good story. Uh, I. I had worked with kids a little bit because I got a job in West Virginia in nineteen seventy two working in schools uh, and I went in and helped uh, I helped kids write songs and I sang to them, so I had some kind of rapport with kids, but I never thought that I would actually get into doing kids' music. when I got back out on the road again uh, uh, I had a friend from college who worked in Disney, he was kind of low in the ranks then, he worked his way up to be very high, but at that point he was just in the beginning, and they were looking for this song, Winnie the Pooh for President, they'd had several tries and they hadn't gotten it, but it was just exactly the same time when Junk Food was a hit, as a matter of fact, it was number two on KHJ in Los Angeles, so my friend said uh, to the head of the record company at that time, why don't you let uh, Larry Gross give it a shot, uh, because And he said, who's Larry Gross? He said, well, number two song on the radio right now. So the guy said, sure, of course. So I wrote a song for them, and they took it. And then in the end, I ended up singing on it because the the actor who played Pooh was not really a really good singer. Sterling Holloway, I mean, the actor who played Piglet. P- Sterling Holloway was fine playing Pooh. He could sing, but the other fellow couldn't. So I ended up singing the Piglet part. And then it ended up getting nominated for a Grammy for Best Kids Record. So it was kind of... Serendipitous, a good timing, a good situation, and it worked out. And things after that just went on. Since I already had some a track record, then when they had some other projects, they asked me to submit, and uh, and a lot of things ended up working out.
1: Well, you know, and like you said, too, it's one of those where, you know, everything kind of falls into place and it just keeps going. And with that, you ended up becoming, I, I like to say, the voice of a lot of people's childhood because this was before, you know, on demand or downloading mp 3 So, you know, you were in your house, you're listening to these LPs or cassette tapes and, you know, you kind of became that voice of the only human other than Disney characters on a lot of these albums, I guess. Is there one album that still remains, I guess, one that you always get approached as the most listened to?
9: Well, the Children's Favorites, of, of Volume 1, is and in, in 1 and 2 probably are the ones that are most listened to. We ended up making four of those, and then two Christmas albums, and then I participated in a lot of others. matter of fact, uh, some people don't remember, but uh, they did a whole series of little golden book records, and I wrote uh, like 35 songs, I think, to go on these records, these book records, and I sang them on the records, too. So uh, that was where some of the tunes that ended up on Disney's Favorites came from. Uh, but the one and two, Disney's Favorites Volume 1 and 2, probably are the most popular, have sold the most, and uh, I'm happy that each of them included three original songs, along with along with a lot of songs that I'm really glad are, are out there, because kids don't hear them anymore in schools. A lot of kids don't have music in schools anymore, and they should be hearing a lot of these old songs, so...
1: It's something that I'm really glad that we did. Well, definitely. And like you said, it's one of those where a lot of kids don't get to hear them. I mean, I myself, you know, my kids, uh, you know, I have four kids and they still enjoy all of these albums. So they have this timeless effect to them. They have this, you know, this moment in time, but they don't seem like they're dated. Uh It's just genuine, great, fun music and and tracks for children. I guess with that, did you ever think they would become so timeless that they still are in circulation today?
9: They are, which is kind of a miracle, and it probably wouldn't have happened except for the fact that uh, you can get them on downloads and things. Because uh, it was the first one I made was 1976, and the 78 was the first, I believe, uh, Children's Favorites Volume One was 1978. That's a long time ago, but you can keep them in stock by having them uh, online, of course, and uh, it's it's something that uh, when we made them, I made those in Nashville, most of them the recordings, and it was a lot of fun because we used the best studio musicians in Nashville. They were playing on all the hit country records, but they all had a a good time. We we made them quickly in a couple of days each, but everybody likes to play Oh Susanna, and you never get a chance to do that. They like to play uh, those kind of tunes. They really like it because it's all part of your own childhood, so we had a lot of fun doing it, I think that's why they came out that way. They're simple songs, and they're songs that really people love, but they don't record And put out anymore, but you love to sing them, and you love to be a part of that, and those musicians got into it. We had a good time.
1: Well, and with that, too, like you said, because, you know, it is something that now is available. People can continue to pass them on. Uh, Now, when it comes to things, of course, with the holidays in Wing, and, you you know, you were part of two different Christmas albums with, uh, you know, the Disney Christmas Favorites and the Family Christmas. I guess, is Christmas something that you always love, and you were kind of excited to be part of a Christmas album?
9: Yeah, absolutely. I love Christmas. I always have, and these albums are so upbeat. And sometimes they're touching, they're beautiful, and they added, you know, kids' chorus to them. And, of course, when you do something like the 12 Days of Christmas, it's, it's a lot of these things can get tired. But when you add the characters in there and have all Mickey and Minnie and Goofy and Donald and everybody singing, then it's a lot of fun. So that was a, that's a real trip to be able to tell people I sing along with some of these biggest stars of all time. And, uh, you know, I joke about that, but it, they, they're fun. And I think the records, uh, even as you said, they hold up. They don't sound particularly dated because we made them in a very kind of a classic way, not any particular style, just kind of straight ahead. And they still sound okay to me today.
1: Well, and with that, too, I mean, is there any one Christmas track that was your absolute favorite to record, you know, while doing these? Because I feel like everybody has that one Christmas song that is their favorite.
9: Well, wow, that's a tough one. Um, I, I did uh, enjoy. Let me see. Let me think which one it was. Uh, well, no, I can't, I, I can't remember. There's, there was, there were several there that they were kind of a challenge for me, and they were like classic tunes. Uh, and Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas might be the one that, because uh, you know, you hear that, you think of all the great people that have sang that, so. I know I don't measure up to that, but it was a lot of fun for me to be able to at least record that and do it. I think that's probably my favorite.
1: Now, with that too, because these are timeless. And like I said, you know, uh, people have listened to them their entire lives. I know I've listened to them. My children listen to them. Uh, do you ever, does anybody ever approach you or they realize you are the guy that I listen to your albums over and over again? Uh, do you ever get approached by anybody?
9: Yeah, I get, I get some mail, I get some email, and I get people talking about. It. A matter of fact, recently, um, I got approached by a family from up in Massachusetts whose daughter is autistic and she's really attached to these and they asked if they could come down to Mountain Stage where I work now and she could meet me so she came down and she, you know, like a lot of kids like that, music means a lot to them and they're very deeply into it. They know every word of every song and it was very touching and very very uh I was very grateful that uh, something like that could reach people. I know there are a lot of other folks like that, as well as just kids. I've heard from a lot of people and who came on the mountain stage who are artists these days, and they joked me because their kids listen to it, and they said, we're sick of hearing your voice in our house. So that was fun, you know. It's it's it's, it's a fun thing.
1: Well, and it, like you said, it's one of those where it does affect so many different people. I mean, even children today are going to grow up hearing your voice, hearing that tone, that that style that continues to be timeless. Now, you know, with that, I guess, uh, you know, with doing these nine albums, if Disney ever came back to you and said, "All right, we want to do even more kids' songs, something different," would you always say, "Yep, I- I'm your guy. I want to be there"?
9: Yeah, I'd like to do it. I, you know, I haven't, I haven't really uh, sought after that and they'd have to look for new artists and everything else. But if they wanted to do something else, I'd be happy to do more work for Disney. They, they were good to work with before, and I don't even I, – I, now at this point, it's been a while since I've done any, so I doubt if I know any of the producers or anybody else. But, of course, it's a great organization, and I'd be happy to, to do things that they do because they're quality. They put them out there, and they stay out there, and they do affect a lot of people. So it's nice to think you – contributed to somebody's childhood like that in a positive way.
1: Well definitely. You know, and with that too, you know, like you said, contributing to somebody's childhood. Uh, you know, are you ever out and about and you just happen to catch somebody listening to these or things like that and you're like, Yep, there there it is once again.
9: Yeah, it's funny. One time I was at a uh, minor league ballpark here in Charleston, West Virginia and they, they didn't have somebody to sing, take me out to the ballgame, so they played different recordings and one time they played my recording, I was sitting with my friends and I said, Hey, that's me singing there. It was really funny. But every now and then you come across that, you know, you hear them on radio, you hear them somewhere playing in a, in a restaurant or something, and it's, it's great. I love it.
1: Well, now, aside from just doing all of this as well, you know, you're part of so many different things, of course, and one of those, of course, is Mountain Stage, which you've been part of since uh, 1983. How did you get involved with that? And for anybody who's not familiar, what is Mountain Stage?
9: Well, Mountain Stage is a live performance radio show that lasts two hours and it's recorded in front of a live audience. As a matter of fact, for the first 12 years, we actually re- we broadcast it live in West Virginia, and then we had to delay it for the rest of the country. We're on about 215 stations on National Public Radio, and we have music from all over the world. A lot of singer-songwriters and Americana music, and folk, countess music, and rock, and alt music from America, but we also have music from other countries. Uh, and, uh, and the key to it is that it's performed live. And and it's really, uh, it, it's been a privilege to do this. We have a great team that we produce it at West Virginia Public Broadcasting. We've done it for 34 years now, and myself and two other guys started it uh, way back then. It was once a month at first. Uh, then after about 25 shows, we went national, distributed by National Public Radio, and it's been national ever since then. And it's actually continued to grow, which is funny because when you're 34 years old, Nobody expects you to ever grow. They expect you to end. But we've had uh, we've had some new blood come in, and one of the guys who uh, was a producer uh, retired, so we replaced him with a guy who was uh, was only one year old when we started this. So it's fun to have new, new voices and new 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 ideas. And uh, now the engineer, who was one of the guys who started, and myself uh, are are two of the senior members of the team, and most of the other people are younger. We have a house band. And we have literally, I mean, we've had everybody on the show from R.E.M. to Martina McBride to Joan Baez. I mean, we've had all kinds of things uh, that, uh, you know, from all over, literally all over the world. So it's a privilege to be able to do something like this. There's not much live music on radio anymore. It's, not, it's the way radio started, but it's not what it is now. So we thank, uh, we, 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 we thank our lucky stars every week. We do 26 new shows a year uh, so that you hear 52 a year, but, uh, half of them are repeats or specials. Uh, and we're about to, uh, we just finished, had our 34th birthday in December, and we're about to start again in January, so we just hope it keeps going.
1: Well, you know, and that's something, like you said, it has to be something to be fruitful and, of course, feel blessed because you have something going on for 30 plus years and it continues to grow. And that's just a testament to, you know, you were part of these kids albums, children's albums that are timeless, continue to be passed on. And this is something that continues to be passed on. You've been part of it, continues to grow, uh, you know, and, and go from there, I guess, with that, uh, you know, and having this, uh, this vision back then, did you ever think that it was going to grow to be this huge? No, we didn't think it would
9: get this old. But I tell you, Jonathan, something that we are very grateful for is our show is a kind of uh, uh, performance. And we have an audience of 450 people, so it's kind of a hybrid. It's a live radio show, but it's also a live performance. And the good thing is uh, kids can go to the show with their parents, and, and their parents can take their parents. And we've had, Many times we've had three generations come and watch the show, and they hear things. We have five acts on each show. It's like a showcase. Everybody does about twenty minutes, uh, so you know it's one of those deals where if you hear something you love, it's great. If you hear something you're not crazy about, it'll be over in twenty minutes. So it's it's fun for everybody, and it's a, it's a real sampler of all kinds of music. And I'm grateful though that it spans generations. We also have many acts on the show that are in their twenties or young, very young acts, and then we have people on the show that are in their seventies. And I think that's really important. All, all that kind of overlapping of genres, overlapping of ages and and of uh, religion and of, uh, you know, all, all colors and everything is all part of Mountain Sage. It always has been. So, We're, we're grateful that we can, we can do something like this and,
1: and it's, it keeps going. Well, and definitely, like you said too, it spans the generations, which is always the biggest thing is, you know, introducing a, a younger generation to something older or even an older generation to something younger that they may enjoy. And this is how things continue to be fruitful and grow and new creativity. And, you know, one of those younger viewers in the audience may grow up and, you know, that's where they're going to be on stage. You never know, 30 years from now. Now, we know you're busy. A lot of different things going on. You have a busy, crazy schedule. But I guess in closing here, for everybody that's either grown up listening to all of your albums, uh, you know, people like myself who pass on to my children, people that love listening to Mountain Stage and being part of that as well, for everybody listening in that's fans of Larry and everything that you've touched and played a part of, is there any final words you'd like to leave out there for all of everybody uh, tuning in?
9: No, I say, I've say i said it several times, and it's something that's really <clears throat> big in my life, that I'm really grateful to be able to have done this and continue to do it. At uh, my age, I'll be 70 in April, and I don't see uh, immediate retirement. I've, I'm winding down, of course, but I'd like to keep keep doing it for a while. And I'm grateful to be, have, have been able to make a living doing the kind of music that I like, and I haven't had to... Make big compromises or do things that I really don't like in order to make a living, uh, and that's I'm lucky. I, I understand that And all of us, I, and we have a great team. I'm really happy that I can work with this team of people because they're all very, very good people. And the artists that come on Mountain Stage are also great people. And in the past, when I worked with Disney, worked with the producers there, the musicians in Nashville and elsewhere, what a you know it's a great thing. It being working in music can be difficult, but it's extremely rewarding. You get that. You get to do things that many people don't get to do. You get to do what you love all the time. So that's all I can say is I'm grateful for it all. Very
1: good. Well, you know, it was our pleasure having you stop in, chat with us, take this trip down memory lane into the future and beyond. And it was our pleasure having you stop in. And of course, you know, helping create those memories for generations and generations to come. So thank you once again, Larry. And uh, I hope that 2018 is going to be big and bold for you once again.
9: Well, same to you, Jonathan. Thank you very much for making me a part of the show.
2: For when they placed it on his head, he began to dance around Oh, Frosty the snowman was alive as he could be And the children say he could laugh and play just the same as you and me Frosty the snowman knew the sun was hot that day And he only paused a moment When he heard him holler Stop! For Frosty the snowman Had to hurry on his way But he waved goodbye Saying don't you cry I'll be back again someday Thumpity thump 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 Thumpity thump Look at Frosty go Thumpity thump 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 Thumpity thump over the hills of snow. Super.
6: Was... Oh, oh. Oh.
7: And their dealings with pressed to Davis and Kurt. Right down the. That... Oh. Oh. The elves you love are back for another Christmas mission.
4: Vehicle, dash away.
7: Engine. Prepping houses around the world for the big guy's
4: arrival. We're going in.
7: And this holiday season, Santa's other elves are coming to town, and they'll find out who's been naughty and nice. We're in the belly of the beast, my friend. But one creature is stirring up more trouble than these elves can handle. No! Good job. Disney Prep and Landing, naughty versus nice, coming this holiday season to ABC.
13: Hello everyone, this is Dominic from the Shortly segment over here at Diz Radio, and I'd like to wish everybody a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year.
14: is Trisha. And Jamie. And welcome to Magical Munchies, the segment on this radio where we are extra thankful for all the food this holiday season, but our pants are nuts.
11: Exactly. How can you not add a little extra stuffing to your middle during this festive season? Actually, (laughs) I ate way too many cookies this past weekend and I felt a bit stuffed like Pooh Bear. (laughs) Well, when Jamie was visiting
14: me last weekend, we felt a little bit stuffed from all the food that we were eating. Did you know, speaking of Pooh Bear, did you know that this week's special guest, Larry Gross, sang on the Winnie the Pooh for President album, and he also lends his voice to a bunch of other Disney favorites, like the album Disney's Christmas Favorites, so definitely get you in the holiday spirit.
11: It's awesome. (laughs) All those classic songs that you remember. Now, speaking of the holidays and the holiday spirit, Trisha, did you ask Santa for anything special this year?
14: My list just keeps growing. I do know that my daughter and I both asked for the same thing from Shop Disney, so we'll be matchy-matchy, which is always amusing. Uh, But between Etsy, Instagram, and Shop Disney, there are just too many things that I'd love to have.
11: Me too. And you know what? I'm so bad when it comes to holiday shopping. I think for every five presents I buy for other people, I buy myself at least one. So it's a problem for my wallet, and it got me thinking... What does one get for the Disney foodie in their life? What would even be on a Disney foodie's holiday wish list?
14: Well, D-Heads, Jamie and I are going to add some special holiday magic to your shopping carts this week with this week's episode all about what gifts to get your Disney foodie.
11: And my wallet is crying already. (laughs) Now, we get that some of you may be listening to this show and all of your holiday shopping is complete, but you can use this list for some of those post-holiday sales.
14: (laughs) Or maybe you'll get a Disney gift card so you can check some of these goodies off your own Disney foodie list.
11: You hear that, Santa? A Disney gift card would be an excellent stocking stuffer. Okay, Trisha. What's the first thing you would box up and wrap to put under a Disney foodie tree?
14: It has to be the Disney Pixar slow cooker. It is so cute. I've actually gotten to see this in person because my son and his wife got one at their wedding ah. shower. And they're they're so cute. And he has Woody and Joy and Remy. And it's also very practical because you can make slow cooker pulled pork or some savory soups to keep you warm on these cold winter nights.
11: Ooh, and I bet you can make a nice batch of uh, some grown-up apple cider in there, too. And speaking of batches, do you know what's on my list? Uh, Mickey and Friends Holiday ba- uh, holiday Baking Apron. And it features Mickey and Minnie in a sleigh, being pulled by Pluto, you got Chip and Dale, and everyone's favorite ducks, Donald, Huey, Dewey, and Louie. So not only will you look adorable, you'll be able to keep your clothes batter-free while you're whipping up another batch of fruitcakes.
14: Or maybe while you're whipping up a batch of Mickey-shaped Christmas cookies. Because I haven't really done the fruitcake, i got to be honest. But if you're looking to give something this holiday season that you won't be able to get on your apron or that won't cause possible injury because it's zero calorie, and that is a plush still Whip or a plush Mickey bar. And both of these are available in the parks. And I'm not kidding. It's seriously a plush Dull Whip. And it smiles at you. So this is the <laughs> one time that it's not totally creepy that your food is smiling back at you
11: and i love my plush doll whip it is so cute and i could give it warm hugs and it won't melt (laughs) um these fluffy guys are sure to please both the adults and kiddos in your life and i've got another fun one for the kiddos how about the adorable baking set that they have for sale on shop disney it has like your very own cute little kid stand mixer and you don't have to worry about your toddler playing with your kitchen aid because they'll have
14: one that's just for them and it's far safer And I love how you can choose between the classic mini with the red and white polka dots or the pink and purple mini for that like super girly mini fan in your life. But keeping with the kitchen theme, how about all the cookbooks they have on both the Shop Disney website and the Shop Parks app. And you can get two cookbooks and there's even a recipe that has all holiday recipes and especially baking, and there's just so many delicious, beautiful, magical recipes in there. The last one is also Kitchen Magic with Mickey, which is really fun. And how fun would it be to make some delicious goodies that you tasted in the parks, and then you get to have them at home? I love wearing my PJs at home
11: while reading a good book. And somebody just mentioned books. So I was wondering if you've heard of the book called Tasting the Magic from A to Z, The Best Food and Beverages at Walt Disney World? Because, you know what, D-Heads, this is the perfect gift for every Disney foodie fan. A to Z! A to Z! You've got Dole Whips in there, you've got Gigantic Apples, Victorian Alberts, Tiffins, and so much more! There's a whole lot of eating going on, and a foodie challenge, if you are up for the task. And I cannot think of a better way to get excited about all the fun things you're going to try during your trip than reading all about it straight from the most reliable source... That's right, D-Heads, our very own Trisha Dobb is the author!
14: Oh, blushing! But the coolest (laughs) part of this book, Jamie, was that I get to interview cast members, Um, so I interviewed six cast members, three of which were Disney chefs, and you want to know the best people to ask about where you should eat at a Disney park? Talk to the chefs! And it was really cool, and one of my favorite chefs was um, Chef Bruno, who's been at Epcot for 35 years. So while Epcot's celebrating their 35th anniversary this year, so is Chef Bruno. So he has seen that park change over the years. But one chef that I didn't get to interview for my book, but maybe, maybe someday, Chef Remy. But since I couldn't just yet interview him, what better way to celebrate the chefs in your life by gifting some things with Remy on it? So the Disney Shop Parks app has got you covered with a Remy apron, an adorable ear hat ornament for your tree, and it's got his cute little face on it. Or even there's a chef hat with him peeking out from the top, and it's like it's not a small hat. It's like you 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 can tell who's wearing this hat. And if I remember correctly, Jamie, you were wearing one of those at Food and Wine this year.
11: you betcha I so did and I love it and I'd like to think that I helped the France pavilion sell out of their chef hats for that week (laughs) it's just too cute because he's on it and I'm all about like the wearable accessories and there's another fun one and it's the new made with magic 3.0 ear hats you can pick them up at the shop parks app and you can glow at home so they glow with the show Like this is the best part So on Christmas day, when you're watching that Disney Christmas special on TV, they're actually going to interact with the Christmas special. And once that's over, you can actually turn on the app on your phone and make them just glow all over the house. Like,
14: how cool is that? I think it would be awesome to totally freak someone out and not tell them. And then like they're they're like watching it and their hands just lighting up and they're like, what is happening? Because <laughs> it's cool, but it's also just slightly creepy. Not as creepy as doll lip smiling at you, but still. But okay, so things that light up are perfect during the holiday season. And you know what else lights up? The light on a Mickey waffle maker. And D heads, this is the ultimate Disney foodie gift. And it is a Mickey, it's so you can make your own Mickey waffles at home. And there's a little light on it, so that you know when it's on, and it's hot, and it's in the shape of Mickey, and it's red. And we would be remiss if we didn't mention Star Wars, because you know what else is red, Jamie? A dark side (laughs) lightsaber. And you can buy those, too. And things that are light up are fun, and the holidays are all about fun things and things that light up. So, but the best part, the batteries are, in fact, included, so you won't have to make any last-minute trips to Walgreens.
11: (laughs) Well, you know me, and you know that I find any and every excuse to make a Walgreens run. Especially since you can get those cute Tsum Tsum Lip Smacker lip balms there, and they have such an assortment, and they have special festive ones! So how could you resist flavors like Jolly Jelly Bean Mickey or Candy Cane Lane Mini? And you know what, D-Heads? I was extra lucky because Trisha gifted me the Candy Cane Lane Mini one. And thank you so much because it's amazing and it's delicious. And my lips are extra pepperminty this holiday season.
14: Well, Minnie had snowflakes on her butt and it was really cute. So had to get it for you. Okay, well, there you have it, D-Heads. Ten ways to bring holiday cheer to the Disney foodie in your life. Yep, or
11: or your own life because one always needs more Disney.
14: And we've got you covered from five dollar lip smackers up to the thirty or so dollar Mickey waffle maker. I think that <laughs> that Pixar slow cooker is actually like kind of an investment. So for everybody on your list or just really getting through those those gift cards really quickly but if you're craving more holiday taste from disney check out my new book that jamie mentioned tasting the magic from a to z there's an entire chapter on the holiday kitchens that are at the new international festival of the holidays at epcot
11: i i've read it and you know what i continue to use it as my reference tool for what i need to try on my next trip to disney so i have like post-it notes all over it and arrows pointing to things, I'm going to get my eat on.
14: Yes! Yes! And you can find a lot more food love on my Facebook at author Trisha Dobb, and that's T-R-I-S-H-A-D-A-A-B or you can shoot me an email on my all new Diz Radio email and that's Trisha at DizRadio.com and that's D-I-Z Radio.com Jamie has an
11: email too Yeah I do, it's so cool It's Jamie, J-A-M-I-E at D-I-Z radio.com and you can also find me on instagram at lilo underscore the lost princess so be sure to join me for every hashtag foodie friday so you can see all sorts of delectable disney delights that i post from uh both walt disney world and disneyland
14: happy holidays all you lovely d radio listeners we are so thankful for each and every one of you and for being supportive of our new segment this year
11: Thank you so, so, so much. And don't forget, there's still a handful of days left in 2017, so you can get out there and try everything.
3: I sure do like those Christmas cookies, sugar. I sure do like those Christmas cookies, babe. The ones that look like Santa Claus, Christmas trees, bells and stars do sure do like those Christmas cookies, babe. Now those Christmas cookies are a special treat The more she bakes, the more I eat And sometimes I just can't get myself to stop uh-huh. Sometimes she waits till I'm asleep And then she'll take the ones that I don't eat And put those little sprinkly things on top Oh, yeah. I sure do like those Christmas cookies, sugar. I sure do like those Christmas cookies, babe. The ones that look like Santa Claus, Christmas trees, Bellman Star, I sure do like those Christmas cookies, babe. Now, those sprinkly things just make things worse, because it makes them taste better than they did at first. I'm just thoroughly unable to resist. Mm-hmm. Some disappear to who knows where, but I make sure that I get my share. And those kids just stand there waiting for the ones I miss. Oh yeah. I sure do like those Christmas cookies, Sugar. I sure do like those Christmas cookies, Babe. She gets mad if they're all gone. Before she gets the ice and put on I sure do like those Christmas cookies, babe Now there's a benefit to all of this That you might have overlooked or missed So now let me tell you the best part of it all Yeah Every time she sticks another batch in the oven There's 15 minutes for some kissing and a-hugging And that's why I eat Christmas cookies all year long like those Christmas cookies, sugar. I sure do like those Christmas cookies, babe. Yeah. The ones that look like Santa Claus, Christmas trees, bells and stars. I sure do like those Christmas cookies, babe. I sure do like those Christmas cookies, babe.
4: Have any traditions, Elsa? I'm sorry, Anna. It's my fault we don't have a family tradition.
1: We'll go and find the best tradition Anna and Elsa have ever seen! Are you with me? Ow! We're going door-to-door looking for family traditions.
4: We make candy canes together.
6: Sugar rush! Cut down a tree,
1: and then you dress its corpse with candles. I love it! Breaking and entering. Okay on Christmas.
5: <laughs> oh, look, another reindeer. Hi! <sighs> wow!
2: Nothing like taking your coals off once in a while, you know what I mean? I
5: oh, a fruitcake! Me. Whoa, gross!
1: That went right through me.
5: And when we're together,
4: it's my
11: favorite time of year. Hi, this is Carly Schroeder from Liz McGuire. You're listening to Disney On Demand.
0: And now a Disney On Demand memory.
8: As I'm here preparing the house for all the Christmas activities we're about to share with my family, and as well as some friends along, one of my new new favorite I'm working on is making a breakfast type of gathering over at my place, and with that we're. I'm trying to get all these fun new activities and, and new ways of experimenting with cookies and I'll get a little detail on that and as well as showing all our fun Disney memories that were that we made over the year and looking forward to next year as well. With that in mind, let's move back to making cookies. Yes, uh, I found something on the internet. <laughs> you know how that goes. So. Can't believe everything on the internet. But I found a nice cooking site where you can use... I was able to find out that you can use cake mix to make cookies. Yeah, I don't know, have you d heads used that way? There is a certain recipe on the internet and it, they called for cake mix and you can add your chocolate chips or walnuts or pecans or any type of ingredient that you usually make for cookies. And you use cake mix to make it easier, more moist and more um, easy to chew in, but not easy to chew, but a more flavorful flavor based on the cake mix. It's, you're just making like normal cookies, like your like a cookie pre-made cookie dough or a recipe. But instead of using that type of recipe, you use cake mix instead to make your cookie batter, which is kind of neat. And it actually came out really nice. And yes, of course, the, uh, this over this um, weekend I will be making a uh, Christmas breakfast with my family. And Christmas, uh, we can you can say a holiday mixture because we're gonna have we're gonna have cookies, cake, cookies, yeah, cookie dough slash cake mix cookies croissants um, fruit tr- uh, like a fruit tray with different variety of fruits and um, yogurt spreads which yum 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 and of course my famous Hershey's cocoa crock recipe which oh it is so good I mean I can't hate to toot my own horn but it's actually really delicious and it's it was very simple to make and I would like to share you guys on that as well on the next segment that I'll be making but as moving on, uh, this wonderful breakfast um, idea is we're coming gather with family. Instead of going for lunch or dinner, why don't we have breakfast? And it's been a while since I had my family over to have a breakfast meal. And we're preparing from eggs and bacon. Like I'm making an uh, omelet type of bar where we, we uh, I, myself, will be creating the eggs for the omelets. And then my family can pick one of the little small... Ingredients they would like to have on their inside their omelet like shredded cheese bacon or even chopped up olives and green peppers and Other small things that you would like to enjoy on the omelet or you can just eat it plain We have some hash browns on the side But anyways so many other fun goodies that I'm looking forward to make for my family and with that as well It's, it's been a wonderful time to share this fun memory with my family and of course my first attempt to put Christmas lights on my house yeah, um, so far I got the Mickey, the up Mickey, and the lights around our front guardrail to our, our front porch, our front of the house. So, yeah, um, that took me about maybe a half hour. I mean, not too bad for a first time. I mean, years ago, I helped my family put up their Christmas lights, but it, it's already been, there was nails already in a certain spots, and it was already pre-rung, you could say, because it's uh, all I have to do is, there was previous hooks there, so it made it really easy to do. With my family, and now since I'm in my own home, I'm making my first intent to put uh, Christmas lights outside of my house this year. So, um, wish me luck! (laughs) I'm gonna make some postings on uh, on the Biz Radio uh, page there and fan page, so you can maybe see my progress. I don't know; I might get frustrated. (laughs) Who knows? Hopefully, the half the lights I have worked because my basement earlier this year flooded, so and they my half my lights and Christmas stuff got damaged. But, anyways, nothing to me at that point. Um, those lights were kind of outdated, so, eh, it kind of, it was like a win-win, you know, but then I'm down with not the many Christmas lights. But anyways, no worries, I got my first attempt putting my Christmas, my Christmas lights up, and, um, hopefully, um, it'll turn out well. Of course, earlier this month, uh, back, or sorry, last month in November, on November 2nd, yes, at 1.59pm, Eastern Standard Time, I put up the Christmas tree. Yep, you, you can call me crazy, but it's actually pretty neat because I, all the Christmas ornaments was already up on the second week and I've been enjoying the Christmas tree up this year as well, of course, my little small Charlie Brown tree was my first one up. I mean, that that's like the christening of the holiday Christmas season and as well, the, our nativity and so, on, and so on and so forth on other Christmas device. Now, with my fun memory I have shared with you, wonder what's your fun memories you'd like to share with your family. But on our Facebook page or in as well, send us an email at disradio.com and you can sit on our contact page and send us a fun memory. You can also send me an email at randy at disradio.com. Again, that email address again is randy at disradio.com and I would love to hear your feedbacks and maybe some tips on ringing up Christmas lights. Um, yeah, I could, I've seen it on YouTube and those little laser light things. I'm not too keen about that one, but. Hey, uh, any tips and tricks help on uh, putting up your first Christmas lights? Yeah, I have to execute that. But i uh, try to plan that out uh, as well. So with that in mind, this is Randy signing out for my fun Disney Christmas memory and new memories that I'm about to make this year. And I hope you have a wonderful holiday season. Until then, see you next time.
7: Johnson. What?
4: My dad gave it to me. It shows exactly where we are on the planet. Boop, beep, beep, boop, boop. Was this baby? We'll never be alive.
1: You just tell the man you want to go back to your mother. All right, LVG heads, so I am back, and I hope you enjoyed our final installment here of our seventh annual Very Merry Christmas celebration, and I want to extend a very special thank you once again to the talented Larry Gross for stopping in here, chatting with all of us junk food junkies, so much more, and of course... Playing that part in all those Disneyland records that I grew up with, I've passed on to my children, and they continue to be passed on for generations to enjoy. So thank you, Larry, once again for stopping in and chatting with all of us here in our Christmas celebration here at Dis Radio. I'd also like to thank the D-Team. That's right, without the D-Team, you'd have nothing more than me rambling week in and week out. So thank you to Aaron, Frank, Dominic, Trisha, Jamie, and Randy all stopping in here this week with their signature segments. Without you, there would be no show, and they are the ones that truly make the magic happen. So thank you, D-Team. And of course, finally, thank you, the D-Heads. Without you, there really would be no show. You are the reason we've been coming back at you for almost eight years, 204 shows, celebrating our annual Christmas celebration, and so much more. Without the D-Heads, there would be no show. So thank you for continuing to help the show thrive, continue on, and be here for almost eight years. It truly is a Christmas blessing knowing that you have been here with us for the last 200 plus shows. So thank you all the D heads. Now, next week is Christmas, and we're taking Christmas off here at the show. That's right. You heard me correctly. We're going to take that time, slow down, and just take Christmas off. We're going to spend that time with our families, let the D team spend that time with their families, and more. So you have some downtime here before our next show, and we're going to kick into the new year, 2018, with show number 205. But before I clue you in as to who's going to be stopping in here for that show, First, I do want to give you all the different ways you can stay connected here at the show. And first and foremost, you can always visit our official website at dizradio.com, D-I-Z-Radio.com. There you can find our fullest of past shows, our complete podcast archives, our latest news blogs, and more right there on our official website at dizradio.com, D-I-Z-Radio.com. You can also connect with us all over the social media outlets on Facebook at facebook.com slash dizradioshow, that's diz radio. S H O W. You can also join our D Wire Disney discussion group on Facebook as well. You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, and many other places. Just search Disney On Demand, Disney Blue, and that's B L U or Diz Radio, D I Z Radio. All of which are going to help you find our fun, unique, quirky, magical different kind of Disney show. And remember, if I'm talking too fast, you can find all these links and more on DizRadio.com, D-I-Z Radio.com. Now, maybe you just want to stay connected instantly. You need the magic in your ears. You can't wait to hear our voices talking to you every single week. Super easy. Go to iTunes or Stitcher Radio, search Disney On Demand, Disney Blue, or Diz Radio, and subscribe right there. It is that easy. Hit the subscribe button, get the latest shows as they get released. On your iPhone, your Android, your tablet, the device of your choosing, you can listen to the shows instantly as soon as they get released. That simple, that easy. Just go to iTunes and Stitcher Radio. And once again, if you can't remember all these links, go to DizRadio.com, D-I-Z Radio.com. So all of you D-heads, with that said, 2018 is going to bring some great things here at the show. We are reaching almost our eight-year anniversary, 205 shows, and we have some very special guests lined up for January to help us kick into 2018. So that is going to be a fun romp fun ride, and extra magical. Once again, thank you, the D-Heads. Thank you for tuning in, spending this Christmas holiday with us, and the last 2017. It has been a fantastic year, all kinds of great shows, all kinds of magic, mischief, and all kinds of great things. So Merry, Merry Christmas, and as I always say, take time, slow down, and never neglect family for business. You can always make money, you can't always make memories. Make the magic happen. Spend the time with your loved ones, your family, your friends, your children, you name it. Make the Christmas magic happen this next week. So until we are back in 2018, have fun, make the magic, and Merry, Merry Christmas.